0: This is episode eight of the journal series. I can't pretend I'm feeling great as I record this opening bit. I hope things improve over the next week or so, but real life and all that, and that is what this podcast is all about, living with challenging mental health, which I've done for many years. I think right now I'm on a downward phase, it certainly feels that way. The usual caveats over what you might hear. This is about my thoughts and feelings about situations and not a reflection on the situation or any of the people that are involved with them. The way I'm feeling, this could be a very short episode because I actually can't be bothered to write anything. I haven't written the journal for two days now. Being optimistic, I will snap out of this in a couple of days, hopefully. I managed to get up this morning and forced myself out on a three mile run that I hated every minute of. It was fucking awful. I wanted to give up after a mile. How the hell I'm going to get on with the 10k on Saturday, I've no idea. All those people there and the pressure and expectations, totally self-generated, is just too much. I could walk away from it and not do it, but what will be the point in that? I've trained for it and I don't like to give up or give in. It's half 11 now, and I'm not even properly dressed yet, so I'm gonna go back to bed. Yesterday afternoon, I went to do some breathwork practice and woke up an hour and a half later. Maybe I need the additional rest. Maybe I am so depressed that I feel like I've set myself up for failure that I'm unable to find the energy to cope with just normal everyday life. It's ridiculous, and I know it. It's totally bloody stupid, like me. I slept a lot again yesterday afternoon. I worked when I could get out of bed. It was sporadic, but an effective tactic. I'm feeling really low. I'm not sure whether it is a stress response. If it is, then I'm not sure why I'm stressed about, apart from the obvious life stuff. Maybe it's just the perfect storm. And maybe it's the added pressure of doing the 10K on top of life stuff. The 10K doesn't matter. Who cares what time I do, apart from me? It's all about letting myself down. I've tried hard to prepare myself, but is it hard enough? Nowadays, would I be judged on my efforts rather than achievements? And would those efforts be considered enough? They never were before. Will I meet my expectations? What if I don't? Nothing. It's the memories that I can't get rid of coming last in the cross-country running and letting my house down, disappointing people. The adrenaline is building just thinking about it, but maybe that will carry me through if I don't burn out before I even start. It's supposed to be something that I enjoy. I know that I'm capable of running 10k. I need to go in with the attitude that there will be different scenery to look at, the weather forecast sounds good, and it will hopefully be less than an hour and a half of my Saturday. Yet again, I'm obsessing over something that really doesn't matter. I think that's because it's in my control. If big things happen outside my control, I find a way through. It's like I need to show those external things out of my control that I can deal with them, that I'm above them and that they can't stop me or hurt me and I can cope. With the small internal things, they are in my control. So I only have myself to let down. So it doesn't matter if I don't fight them because I will only let myself down and no one else. But at the same time, it hurts me when I let myself down. And I don't want to hurt, even if I deserve it. I said I'd do it. I've taken my clothes to the charity shop. I still have some left, but not many. Maybe it will force me into sorting myself out clothes-wise. Not that I really need many clothes. I spend most of my time in my workout gear even when I'm not working out because it's just comfortable. I need to look presentable if I have to go to work meetings or out the house, but it makes it so much easier to choose what to wear if there isn't so much choice, obviously. I've realized that I'm feeling physically knackered because my mental health has deteriorated. It is a depressive episode. Probably one of the worst that I've had for a while. The not being able to get out of bed and complete exhaustion is not normal for me. I can usually get around it, but this week it just hasn't been the case. Thinking back, the stress has built up over quite some time, probably since the beginning of this year. Just little things that have been niggling away that have all come together now to make a bloody big niggle. I've not helped myself birding in the 10k run, even though it should have happened far earlier in the year than it has. The signs are all there, but not apparent enough. I could get through it. I am getting through it, but it's really not me. It's not normal behaviour for me to have so little energy. It can't be blamed on food or excessive exercise because I've eaten shit and loads of it over the last week because I've craved food. And I've only been outside about twice, and that took a monumental effort. I just feel like a sloth or a blubbery seal. If I had an existing injury, a pulled muscle or something in my leg, then I could understand that overuse would create problems and potentially make the injury worse. No one would expect me to go out and run a marathon in those circumstances because I wouldn't be able to train. My brain is my problem. the addition of stress isn't as apparent as loading into a torn muscle. So if I didn't get out of bed because I couldn't walk, then that would be more understandable than not getting out of bed with apparently no reason. Except there is a reason and it's depression. Tomorrow is the 10k. I feel physically horrendous as I sit and talk about this. Mentally, I know I can get through because the mental torment of not doing it would be worse than actually doing it. As in, I've let myself down. I also don't want to let other people down who are doing it with me. So I will do it, unless something major happens in the meantime. I do keep doing lateral flow tests because I thought I might have COVID or flu, because that's how it's felt, but I haven't. The other thing is, I feel that people would understand more if I said that I dropped out due to a bad leg. But if I say that I've dropped out because I'm depressed, I think people will think that it's an excuse. People who don't understand what it's like. It's over and I'm recovering. I'm not going to be repeating the experience in the near future. I don't think a week spent mainly asleep did me any favours. I could trot out a million excuses as to why I did what I did. But what's the point? It won't change anything. And it doesn't matter anyway, except I will question whether I did enough in the run-up, did enough hard work. But actually on the day, I think I did work hard enough. I ran most of it. I had to walk in places, up some of the hills, but I got round. The last kilometre was awful. I could see on my watch that I could potentially come in under target time and I could see the finish line at the top of the hill, which was really cruel. Because it was so near the finish, there are a few spectators around, so it was rather embarrassing when i started retching and had to stop and walk for about 200 meters macadamia had already finished and was waiting for me and i can remember him shouting encouragement as were some of the marshals i eventually conjured up a tiny tiny bit of energy and managed to jog over the finish line with a rictus grin at the photographer that meant i missed my target time by about a minute it doesn't matter anyway getting to the start line was an achievement in itself I'd put together a lively playlist to keep me going and to get me in the zone, but I never really got there. I'm not used to running with other people around, and I was always worried that I was in someone's way. I reckon the serious runners, and there were a fair few of them, really hate people like me for getting in their way. I had to keep apologising. Then there were the occasions when I was following someone who was going slightly slower than my pace, so I needed to overtake them, and I did, but then I'd used too much energy in overtaking them, and needed to slow down again and felt completely stupid. One major take home from the experience is to remember approximately where the car is parked. It took me quite a while to find it and my legs were too tired to do that. The results are up and I came 464th out of 805. It sounds a little bit better if I say that I came 38th out of 100 in my category. Thank God I can forget about it now. It was great to do something with macadamia who managed to finish six minutes before me. The relief today is immense. Why do I wind myself up about these things? It is over now, so I'm not gonna dwell on it and I'm gonna move on. Saturday evening and yesterday were good days. I eventually dragged myself out of bed on Saturday evening and had an impromptu garden disco complete with lights and smoke. I wasn't alone. There were three of us and we'd had a little drink. It was dark, which made me feel less self-conscious, but I thoroughly enjoyed myself. The dancing kept me warm. Then I wore out and went back to bed. Yesterday, I learned some stuff that made me feel less alone in my interpretation of a social situation. It's always good to know that it's not just me and I've opened doors and it feels nice. Social situations are quite hard because I automatically assume that either no one wants me there because I'm boring and miserable or I find it difficult to get into anything other than a superficial conversation and then I run out of things to say. Awkward. It does help if someone else starts the conversation because I'm happy to join in and answer questions, whatever. Just don't expect me to make the first move because 90% of the time I won't, I don't have that confidence. It's all good though, I feel I've made a connection and I'm gradually chipping away at the bulletproof coating little by little. I've had my first post-lockdown haircut today I hate going into a hairdresser shop and I try to avoid it at all costs mainly that's because you're forced to sit in front of a mirror for ages and there is no avoiding yourself it's a bit like torch to me because I pick out every single of my perceived flaws and then also wonder why I'm bothering to make the effort to have my haircut in the first place because it really isn't going to enhance anything I just think it's more socially acceptable to have my haircut than to leave it as it would be au natural. I then think about people who lose their hair through chemotherapy or illness, and I'm very grateful that I'm not going through anything like that. But the thought also makes me feel quite selfish. I would hate to be without my hair because it keeps me warm. It comes out a lot in the shower. It blocks the plug hole up, which is irritating. And in the brush, it gets all stuck there. So I like to pull it out of the brush and throw it out of the window for the birds to make nests with. It gives my hair more purpose. Sharing. I woke up with a really bad neck this morning. I felt this coming on for a couple of days, but today I can hardly move it. I'm not sure what I've done because I've done very little that could possibly affect my neck this week. Haven't really done much exercise. I had planned on a gentle jog this morning, but didn't want to do that because when I woke up, I thought it would jar it and that could possibly make things worse. Then I remembered that it's bin day, so that encouraged me to go for a walk instead, because bins are becoming another one of my obsessions. I've decided that my favourite recycling box is the black one because it contains the plastic and metal. Today, I just noticed beer cans and bleach bowls. The green box with the cardboard and glass in is a little bit less interesting because the cardboard tends to obscure things but occasionally there is a real gem that is just absolutely full of Budweiser bottles. I'm going to try a heat pad on my neck to determine whether it's nerve pain or something that will respond favourably to heat and I'll also take lots of painkillers to keep me going. This is something that I wrote yesterday but I didn't record and I'm not sure why, I think I must have just got distracted and moved on to something else. It's a bit of a brain dump really. My neck is still playing up this morning and I didn't want to get out of bed again. It seems to her every time I lift or twist my head. I've not done anything physical to cause it but I'm beginning to think that it's punishment for thoughts about someone that I've actually spoken out loud this week. Not to their face, but behind their back. And that makes it feel worse somehow. I suppose it could have been worse if I'd said it to their face because they may be hurt by my honesty. And who is it to say that I'm right about a situation? When dealing with people's feelings, I think that honesty is important, but you need to read the situation before applying it. I wonder what's going on with that person. Do they have a brain like mine that can misinterpret situations and automatically assume the worst? Maybe they don't care how they're perceived. I don't know. I'm trying to think of mitigation for their actions, but I can't based on what I know and why should I? They are not me. Am I overthinking this? Probably. It's awkward and it's put me off doing things that I used to enjoy. Taking a wider view on the situation, it is playground stuff, but I remember how much it used to hurt back in those playground days. I felt isolated. Perhaps they do. Perhaps I was or am, as tricky to get on with as I perceive them to be. In fact, I know that I am. I know that I'm difficult to reach and I know that I push people away. I appear standoffish, but that's a self-protection mechanism. And in the past, I've regretted letting people get too close. I'm cautious of letting down the barriers. I'm cautious of letting other people down. I'm not the one to make the first move on a relationship because I don't feel worthy of connection. I'm still dwelling on the relationship friendship thing. It doesn't matter what or how things went wrong if they actually did, but it still hurts. I can't explain why it might be disappointment, but it doesn't encourage me to pursue my likability and acceptability goal, but then maybe it does because I need to prove to myself that I can actually get there eventually. So maybe the feeling, whatever it is, is a good thing. It is fully occupying my thoughts today because I may see them and I'm not sure what approach to take. I'm annoyed that I'm devoting so much headspace to it, but on the positive side, I am getting to know other people as a result of this and maybe I'll be more successful and learn from my mistakes, whatever they were, so that's going to be difficult. I've been skateboarding this morning. I can now push and glide a bit. I only fell off once. I'm grateful for the padded shorts because they save me from bruised hips. There was a scary moment when the board ran away from me and under a neighbor's car, right into the middle, but I did manage to reach it by lying down on the floor. I look such a twat practicing that people pretend they can't see me, which is actually a blessing. My neck still hurts though. All is calm. I didn't encounter anyone that I was worried about encountering today. I had my comebacks rehearsed anyway, should I have needed them. I didn't, so they're in the bag for the next time. The sociable run was hard work, but the weather was absolutely beautiful. The ground was very uneven, so I had to concentrate on my feet during the trail. So I couldn't really hold a conversation with anyone, fortunately, but I did chat quite happily afterwards. I have found some common ground with someone and I am so thankful definitely some positives coming out of this. Weirdly, my neck is better. Maybe it was mental stress that was causing it in the first place because I was so uptight about things. There's definitely a crossover between the two. Three lessons learned over the last couple of weeks. One, don't underestimate the effect of depression on your physical well-being. Two deadlines that I've got no control over i.e I've got no power to preempt them for example the 10k cause me way too much stress and when that's a leisure activity it's not a good thing. I don't need to put myself through that so I will think very carefully about it next time. Three, sometimes my opinions are not exclusive, so sometimes it pays to share them, after consideration. Maybe not always, maybe I was just lucky this time. That's April more or less done. Days are warmer and brighter, and it's all good. almond.triangle at gmail.com and almond.triangle on Instagram is where I'm at. Kind wishes. Bye-bye.